go. listen to that it honestly does remind me of like a actual like radio music intro it does it sounds like one it's a good one yeah it's pretty cool i like it well you did a good job dude thanks man yeah you did (laughs) i did work pretty hard on it so i I mean every instrument dude yeah every single one all right boys we are back the gang's all here again for a what Third week in a row? Fourth. Fourth? Fourth week in a row. Brady, D, and Frank all in studio. We are ATC, and we are in episode 19. Damn, guys, we're almost at 20. That's pretty impressive. That's, I can't believe we've done 19 episodes. <clears throat> yeah, me either, dude. I was thinking about it earlier uh, before coming here. I think we started in March. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. Dude, yeah. What That's, was the over-under from the friend group? Six episodes? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys, indeed. <laughs> uh, but today, guys, we are going over our bold predictions of the season. People we think are going to significantly outperform their ADP. But before that, as and always... News, right? People uh, up and down? Yeah, we'll touch yeah. on that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course. Uh, but before that, let's, as always, get into the news of the week. Big news uh, coming from the running back position. Dalvin Cook is officially a New York Jet. The saga is finally over. The saga is finally over, guys. How are we feeling about this? Where does this rank him for next season? What is this impact on Brees going to be like? What are our thoughts? I'm just pulling out a tiny violin. Yeah. (laughs) This is another reason why I was going to stay away from Brees Hall. All over my Because you knew Dalvin was going to the Jets? I just like the guys walking around over there. It just didn't look right. Listen, it's just beginning. it's not good for Brees. Like it's just, at least this year. Yeah, at least this year. As a dynasty owner, you're fine. Calm down, relax, as Aaron Rodgers would say. Shut like, the fuck up. Relax, <laughs> relax. From a redraft standpoint, like I think most of us weren't too high on him this year to begin with, coming off the ACL injury. Now you're adding a very good running back into the fold. I don't think Dalvin's past his prime. No, but I don't he's, think so he's standing on the edge of the cliff. So he's he's gonna cut into the workload. It's not a good situation for Brees. I mean, as and if I'm Dalvin, it's not the best situation for Dalvin either. Like they're gonna both right. cut into each other's fantasy production. I'm kinda staying away from both of them mm. this year. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I think uh as a Brees Hall dynasty owner, I'm not too concerned, obviously, right? Dalvin's there on a one year deal. That's not the issue. But for redraft purposes this year, yeah, kind of sucks. So from a redraft standpoint, 1 to 10, what's your level of concern? Um, For Brees. For Brees? I'd probably say right in the middle. I, I, I truly think that, well, we we all know here at the table that Brees, at this point in his career, is the more talented back. So I think once the Jets figure out that, hey, this guy's fully healthy, he's ready to go, you're going to start to see him overlap Dalvin in terms of carries. Not to say that Dalvin won't be there because that price tag indicates that he will get significant run in that offense. But I just think Brees is a better back, and once he's fully ready to roar and get going, that you'll start to see him take over some point in the season. Do you think it's coincidence that they sign Dalvin one day and then within 24 hours they activate Brees off the pup? Yeah, that's that's a bit odd, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, we talked about it off air. I, I really think this Dalvin move, more than anything, is just an all-in approach from the Jets, right? They yeah. want they want to load up on all the talent they can get at any position they can find, and that's what this is. They're and the Angels. They are the Angels. Yep, and it's not going to work. Yep, they're gonna they're gonna not. win two games. <laughs> yep. Good luck. Yeah, it's not going to work. The Bills are still far and away the best team in that division, but. They they definitely make for an interesting storyline this season. I'll give them that, as evidenced by their hard knocks yeah. campaign. So, yeah, we'll see what Dalvin does with the Jets. But I'm not too – I'd say I'm, like like I said, right around a five maybe. 
So now that we know, Frank, that Dalvin is here, who has the better fantasy season? Fuck. Um, it's probably Dalvin because I got to think that Brees Hall is coming off this this injury. He's He wasn't going to probably get a lot of the work to start to begin with. Like they were going to ease him in anyways. Right. So Dalvin's just going to come in and probably dominate the first part of the season until mm-hmm. Brees comes in. But that by that point, Dalvin, they may kind of do the whole we're going to go with the hot hand thing even if Brees is ready to go. It's messy. Yeah, like it just really depends like on the success of this. If this team comes out and they just, you know, shit the bed, come half, yeah, then they'll probably start rolling out Brees and giving him a majority of the, sh- of the workload. But if they're rolling and Dalvin's having a great year, they ain't gonna fucking bring in Brees out of nowhere. That wouldn't make any sense to me. Dude, I, they they have sorry, Dion, I'm gonna cut you off, but they have so many talented backs in that mm-hmm. running back room. I completely forgot about Michael Carter. Michael Carter. Not yeah. to mention uh God. I forgot his Zonovan name. Zonovan Knight. Yeah, we Zonovan talked about Knight. him like earlier yep. in the yeah. in the, in our ATC season. But yeah, Zonovan Knight's also there. So yeah, I really think it is gonna be a who has the hot hand I think type it's of be situation. Dalvin. But yeah, definitely to start, it's going to be Dalvin for sure. I'm still a firm believer that Brees will probably hit close to 100% about halfway through the year. Yeah, right. I agree. So I th- let's I just keep uh, crossing our fingers for a well-timed shoulder injury, if you guys know what I mean, for Dalvin. <laughs> for Dalvin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> dude, that usually always comes Heck around. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Dalvin well, and shoulder injuries. That's shoulder like that's stinger. Like Joe Burrow not playing in the preseason. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, that's what right. do they call it? Shoulder stingers? Yeah. Yeah. Good old shoulder stingers. All right, guys, let's move on here. Uh, to the other running back. To the this other running one, back, yes. I have a lot to say about this one. All right, okay. well, I'll let you take it away then, dude. Zeke to the Pats. The floor is yours, Frank. Okay, so on the surface, I was like, oh, that's not going to do too much to Ramondre. But if you think about it, Belichick loves intelligent football players. And so what's going to end up happening is you're going to see Zeke on the field in situations he probably wouldn't have been on other teams. So, like, I could see Bill Belichick. I don't know. They're like rolling, doing their t- doing their two minute drill, and then Zeke's still on the field. Oh no, Zeke's on the field again this next drive because he can pass block. Oh no, and I could to- I could see this start to chip away at Ramondre. And this, what it does to me is this caps Ramondre, because I'm not obviously Ramondre is the better running back, because but because of the type of coach that Belichick is, I could very well see him on the field in situations that he probably wouldn't be anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Do you see him being on the field again? Let's say it's like final seconds of the game and they need a Hail Mary. Do you see him being on the field to like snap the ball to Dak Prescott? Like <laughs> in situations like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Um, what a terrible way to go out on that team. For I'm him. not like, I'm not panicking as a Ramondre owner over this move. I mean, yes, it sucks because Zeke instantly slots into the second most talented back on this team. You know, they clearly didn't right. have any faith in whatever they had, what Pierre Strong, Kevin Harris, blah, 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 right. J.J. Taylor. So, but let's not forget, he had another prominent back in this backfield last year in Damian Harris. And I think what Zeke is right now is close to what Damian Harris is. So, yeah, you, I think you were right in the fact that it's going to cap his ceiling. Like, I think Ramondre had, was probably flirting with a top five ceiling, and I think he's going to stick to maybe bottom. the back, the, be, the yeah, yeah, a that's bottom, what I mean. Bottom RB because I think we were all pretty high on Ramondre here on the show. It's like because of the passing upside. Well, yes, like well, Zeke he can, can still catch. catch the ball. Yeah. He can but still so do, can Ramondre. He can do goal line stuff still. You know, yeah. like it just murkies it murkies it murkies it. Yeah, you know, and that's what and what worries me is that like I said, he's just going to find himself in situations where like fuck, this should have been Ramondre's touchdown. This should have been Ramondre's thirty yep. yard p- uh, pass catching. You yeah. know. That's what's gonna suck. Ramondre takes a little bit of a hit. A little you bit, you know. I think. I think for me, he probably falls more to the third round because I think right now he's kind of floating in the second. Yeah, especially because of the way Belichick historically likes to use his backs. Yeah. We're just what day of the week is it? Fuck me, it's Ramondre Day, or yeah. fuck me. Oh it's, my God! If you don't, if it's you Rex sne- Burkhead Day. Rex <laughs> Burkhead. Yeah, exactly. If you so. sneeze in front of Belichick and you don't cover your mouth and you get your shit all over his face, you're fucking sitting two games, That's what dude. I'm saying. Like that guy just. <laughs> Dude, you made the point that Belichick loves his smart players, which I thought when you said that, I'm like, how the fuck did Rob finagle his way to the Patriots, dude? Rob Gronk? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, well, you, you've you seen, what, 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 I forget where it was at, but like, 
um, Tom Brady would just go out and be like, all right, this is all you got to do. And he'd be like, OK, oh, yeah, that sounds <laughs> about right. Uh, so, guys, a question for you, then. Who do you think will have the better fantasy season this upcoming year? Zeke or Dalvin? Dalvin. My head says Dalvin, but my gut says Zeke probably ends up having the better I can just season. see Zeke scoring like 10 plus touchdowns. That's what I'm and saying, like dude. getting all those points, bro. That's what I'm fucking worried about. Yeah. Like, he shouldn't so be it wouldn't shock those, me. He shouldn't, get, he shouldn't be getting that work is what I'm saying. And yeah. he's going to because yeah. fuck Bill Belichick and he hates <laughs> us as fantasy people. No, dude. That's Arthur Smith, not Bill Belichick. Arthur Smith hates fantasy people. You're right. Yeah. Especially pass catchers. Yeah. <laughs> he does, dude. <laughs> Which was clearly evident when in a dynasty stoop super flex startup, Kyle Pitts falls to the eighth round. Oh, yep. man. Yes, he did. That was wild, dude. And I, he just I stayed. can't tell you guys the sense of validation I felt when I saw that happen. And he I just like, kept yep, sliding yep. and sliding. Dude, the best part was is like as people were drafting he was just still the best option yes, available dude. for yes. like three, three straight th- three hours. <laughs> Unbelievable. All oh, right, guys, man. moving along. Uh, JT in the news, as well as JK Dobbins are both returning to practice practice this week. Uh, both recovering from quote injuries and injuries, quotes. air quotes. <laughs> yeah. And being vocal at the same time that they wanted more money. Uh, Ravens head coach, John Harbaugh said Monday that running back JK Dobbins is a hundred percent healthy and ready to go. He spent the first two weeks of training camp on the pup list, but this is basically confirmation that his absence was contract related, right? I think we can all agree about that. Oh, yeah. That That was a money problem. Yeah, definitely money problems. Uh, JT, on the other hand, is back with the team, but is still on the pup for his ankle. Frank, as the JT lover boy of this group, what is your level for concern for him? For JT, uh, dude, I don't think it's a fucking, I don't think it has anything to do with injury, and it's all contract. Mm. But. The fact that he's reporting to camp is always a good sign because he could just sit out at home as long as he wants if he really wanted to do that. Yeah, he could. So the word coming out of Indy is that nothing's changed. He still wants to be traded. Yeah, I mean, if he didn't want to be with the team, he wouldn't be with the team. So, But he's there. So that's got to give mean something. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, Well, figure it out, dude. That's I mean, what I asked you at for. That, look at that running back room. Like That running back room ain't nothing to show for if he's not there, and he knows that. Maybe the it's team something where like, the coach, and like, he seems like he's a well-liked guy on the team. I don't fucking know. He yeah. does seem, <laughs> does seem well-liked. I don't know anything, Brady. I don't know why you're asking me these ludicrous questions on this my, ludicrous show. My gut says he's he's going to be, he's going to take snaps for Indy this year. Yeah. But I also feel like he just doesn't give a shit. Like he's gonna take his, he's gonna take his time. Like I'm not gonna come back till I'm 100 sure. percent healthy, you know. Like apparently yeah. he left. I mean, granted, this is all hearsay, because you know it could very well be a money issue. But he left to go rehab his ankle, and he's coming. He came back with the team, but his ankle's apparently not better. It's like I, don't I just know. think like, that the whole pup injury bullshit is all part of the fact that they don't want to pay him. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah my, my ankle's still sore, so I'm not coming off the pup. Like, so, he could very easily say that, you know? So his ADP, I feel like, is dropping by the week. And I recently did a redraft where I snagged him late third. That's Jesus fucking Christ. great. Isn't that wild? That's great value. If he falls to you in late third, are you taking him? Like 100%. I did? Yeah. I had. I mean, I had to. Dude, 100%. Yeah. Even if you, even, so even if you draft him and he doesn't play the first four games of the, week, of the season... Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> you got him in the third round. Now you have a potential RB1 from in the third round. Yeah. But if you draft him, I feel like you're going to have to. I'm going to probably. You better place, load up on backs. Yes. I'm going to yeah. place more emphasis to draft yes. somebody to behind him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because like, I feel agree. like his his risk meter is oh, yeah. sky high. High year. risk. High risk, high reward, baby. Yep. I, I mean, that's what I did in the Dynasty League. I yep. drafted him in the second round and then took Jameer Gibbs in the third and then took Najee two rounds later. Oh, I thought you were talking about. Uh, our our first dynasty. Uh, no, the startup. No, oh, gotcha, the gotcha. one that we just did. This I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> dude, you had high risk, round. no reward, is what yeah. you got. Dude. Oh, no, I got reward. <laughs> did he you was, win a ship? Was, he, no, no, then you got no reward. <laughs> no reward. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, let's move along to Crackum, and this is probably <laughs> this is probably going to be one of our favorite Crackums next to probably the Sean Payton one. I think that one was a good one too. <laughs> But we are cracking them to good old Johnny football. Fuck. If those of you don't know what I'm talking about, I am speaking of Johnny Manziel, the former disgrace quarterback. <laughs> but uh, the formerly of, of uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, that's right, Frank. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> God, dude. 
This is why Texas I can't rely on you, dude. Texas this is A&M. why. Yeah, I uh-huh. said that on purpose. Texas A&M. No, you didn't. Come on. I did. No, you didn't. Dude, I just watched this documentary. I just watched you look it up on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Johnny Football of Oklahoma. Texas A&M. To Come yeah. on, dude. No, uh, yes, Texas A&M quarterback and also formerly of the Browns uh, just had a documentary released on him through the Untold series. On Netflix, which, by the way, that whole series. It's very good. It's amazing, dude. Like, not just this season, but all the other documentaries as well. Super awesome. Uh, but those of you who have not had a chance to check it out, we're not going to spoil it for you too much. But I think over here on ATC, it's a high recommend. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's good. a high recommend. It delves or dives into his life, his backstory, what he was like in college up till how he was like with the pros, which is even more wild, I feel like, it in some senses just watching a documentary about ourselves if we just didn't play football yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it was or you mean if we did play football yeah sorry yeah. if we did play yeah, football yeah. i was like uh, that's what we're doing now. yeah so <laughs> yeah he was quite the wild guy that's for damn sure yeah. i mean dude yeah he's just a college kid that got handed the world living, yeah. living the american dream yeah and he, had, and he had a great frank you we you mentioned this too he had a great uh friend slash agent yeah. as oh, well dude, that guy that guy is the real genius behind that fucking yeah, entire he situation is, man. Yeah, so... Uh, Can I just bring up one thing? Dude? Yeah, dude, go ahead. When his dad faked a heart attack <laughs> to get him out of the combine because he knew he was going to suck? Genius, bro. <laughs> no. His, his dad right? was his number one fan. Yeah, dude. That's not why they got him out of the combine. That's why they got him out of the oh, combine. because he was going to fail his piss test? That's mm-hmm. right. That's well, right. either way, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, the dad did what he had to do, bro. Uh, That's yeah. a dad right there. <laughs> my ever favorite, my Would ever you favorite do part that? about the dad. <laughs> yeah, dude, for my son, fuck yeah. My ever favorite part, also, I don't want to get too carried away here, but... Uh, is when they were talking about the pro teams and they kept saying, oh, man, yeah, he kept falling, he kept falling. And then his dad's all, yeah, all those teams did their <laughs> homework. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Just put his son on blast. Oh, uh, anyways, yeah. guys, let's crack him to Johnny Football. What a life. What a career. <laughs> what, what a guy, dude. What a guy. What a guy. This one's to you, Johnny. This I know you're you, listening. Johnny. And he would love this more than anybody, dude. Oh, God, we should try to see if he'll come on our podcast. Oh, that would be amazing. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll reach out to him. Be our first guest, that, dude. I'll reach, I'll reach out to him. <laughs> yeah, I'll totally fly out in the middle of fucking nowhere. They said, he's, uh, they said he lives in Scottsdale. I'll be out there next month, so I'll, yeah, I'll reach out. Did you see the opening scene? It's just him and Scottsdale's partying with his bros. Heck yeah, dude. His I mean, bros are doing beer bongs. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get into uh, some stock up, stock down. Yeah, we just had the first week of the preseason. Yep, um, we did. If you're like me, that just loves football so much, you're kind of keeping an eye on everything that's going on. Yep. And preseason's fun because starters, like, we know what, we know what they're going to do. They're going to do their business in week one. So it's fun to see the rookies play. So I know a lot of us were looking forward to watching the, the rookie running backs play. We were looking forward to watching Bijan play, but he was so buried on the depth chart he didn't play apparently. <laughs> so weird. But um, right. And it kind of tells you there's there's still a lot of unknown, right? You know, you have guys playing battling for depth chart spots. Who's going to be the starter and whatnot and so forth? But one of the guys that I thought raised their stock, who's in a current running back battle, is going to be Khalil Herbert, the running back of the Chicago Bears. So with the departure of David Montgomery, it really opened up an opportunity for this kid. Uh, The team did add uh, Donta Foreman. They did draft uh, Roshan Johnson. But it was Khalil Herbert who got all the snaps with the first-team offense. And he capped it off with a 56-yard catch-and-run TD from Fields, which if you didn't see it, it was actually freaking beautiful, dude. He was cutting, breaking ankles, breaking tackles at the goal line. It was actually really nice to see. Yeah. The kid clearly looks like the best back on the team. And to me, I expect him to win this job outright and end up being that lead back on the team. His current ADP right now is the ninth, 10th round. That's going to drop. Like people are going to overreact to this big game. Let's see what he does next week. I think come draft time, which is going to be in a couple weeks, I expect him to go more six, seven. I can see that. And I think that's where, uh, you know, a running back of his, value should go yeah. nine nine through ten is th- that's amazing dude because at the end of the day that's still a starting that, running oh, back dude. dude so i mean if you were to able to grab him at nine tenth damn that's impressive but yeah this game is definitely going to catapult him stock definitely like we said is going to be shooting up so yeah if you can grab him in the sixth seventh round 
that's still, I think, great value. And I've always been a fan of the talent. I Me think, too. I think what his rookie year, two years ago, I grabbed him off the waiver wire. Yeah. When when Monty went down, and I think he had a month where he was just solid top fifteen running back. Yeah. And he, I don't think, I don't think he'll if he ends up getting the job. I don't th- see him as an RB one. Yeah. I think I see him as a middle of the road RB two. Justin Fields is still there. He's going to try and play that Jalen Hurts role and snipe all those goal line touchdowns. And he is the best rusher on the team. That's mm-hmm. what Jalen Hurts is. But from a talent standpoint, I think Khalil Herbert can handle the workload. So I'd like to see him be, be the lead back. I think so, too. And I think just a quick note on this and the Bears run offense as a whole, I think it might be one of the best in the league this season. Because the biggest thing that stood out to me in that preseason game was the offensive line. Oh, yeah. Dude, they, they had people. everyone blocked on every play, dude. So, yeah, definitely keep your eyes on the Bears for a run offensive first scheme. And Herbert Fields. Fields. Three for three. Shit, hopefully my boy Roshan gets some Roshan, love at some yeah. point over oh, there. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, moving along, guys. Tank Dell. Where did Tank? Houston, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, Houston. Yeah, yeah, Houston. yeah, Tank Dell also impressed over the weekend, guys. He had five catches for 65 yards and a pretty crazy Circus TD catch. Uh, all the talk of him being explosive with great bursts definitely translated into this game. And head coach D'Amico Ryan said he expects Tank to be an explosive playmaker for them this season. You guys think he gets any love going into the season? Obviously, you know, D, you alluded to it. We're always looking to find, you know, that rookie gem. But still, at the end of the day, they're rookies and it's hard to crack vets, right? Right, right. I mean, do you guys see him doing anything this season fantasy-wise? He's a bit, a bit of a deep sleeper. Yeah. Dynasty-wise, I think he needs to be rostered. I remember you talking about him before the season, too. Well, so. his numbers in college were really good. His biggest knack was that he's just small. Yeah, but he's he actually, really small. He looked bigger to me on the field than... like I thought he'd be smaller than that. He's 5'10", 165. That is so, small, so he's, that's, so he's skinny. That's me, dude. <laughs> that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's us. Yeah, that's yeah. us. 5'9", yeah. 165. Damn, dude, I actually... So he's bigger than I thought. I mean, weight-wise, he's freaking skinny. But yeah. like from height-wise, I thought he was. Yeah, I thought he was height. small, height-wise. But um, but his strength was like his burst, his yeah. speed, his hands, his playmaking ability, which is why they took him over some other uh, some other wide receivers. I think he went in the third round. Yeah. And what's even more interesting is C.J. Stroud asked for him. That is interesting. So, um, but they've been hyping him up all camp. So for me. This is the kind of thing I'm looking for. Like, everyone's going to hype up their own players, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so D'Amico's going to be hyping him up. But then he gets his first crack in his first preseason game, and no matter how bad his quarterback was, he still produced. Yep. So, like, okay, like, I'm not going to overreact here and, you know, probably draft him and redraft, but this is something I'm going to take note of. Mm-hmm. You know, as a dynasty player, I'm going to comb my waiver wire and see if he's sitting there. He's a rookie. Throw him in your taxi squad if you can. But Yeah. And I also think he ran with the ones. I think he played he the first half. Yeah, he did. So they yeah. they wanted to they wanted to get him some game some game action. So five for sixty five, eight targets in the first half. That's pretty solid. I'll take it. I'll take that too. Uh, yeah, that I mean, it's always cool to see a rookie hit for fantasy purposes, bro. Like especially one that especially like you said, when you draft when them. you draft them, yeah, yep. and you targeted them, you're like, I told you guys, yep. I told you this motherfucker was gonna hit. <laughs> Great feeling. Uh, last of stock up. Guys, Elijah Dotson. Yeah, so <clears throat> undrafted out of Northern Colorado. He's the running back for the Chargers. Super deep sleeper on this guy, this guy I think. Um, Almost coma sleeper. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. what we like to say. Yes, yeah. he's a coma sleeper for <laughs> yeah. sure. For sure. <laughs> so he had 92 yards on six carries, and a majority of his carries came for, or a majority of his yards came on two runs to the house. A 40-yard touchdown run and a 37-yard touchdown run. The one thing that I thought was a little concerning is that they were designed to go inside. But he cut it out, and then he just outran everybody. So he showcased he's got explosive speed off, like to the line, and then basically broke past everybody. So, yeah, he looked really exciting. Um, why we're mentioning this is that after you know Austin Eckler, there's not really much there. So the running back room's kind of wide open. I thought Kelly mm. looked good. Though. Uh, Kelly's right. there, but mm. like he's still young. I mean. And I this think, guy, I think Spiller deserves another chance, dude. I, I think he's got talent. He's, I the fact that they haven't settled fourth on, a on the depth chart, yet. dude. He's firmly fourth on the depth chart, just in my opinion. Gotta keep an eye here, though. But I like for me, why I think he's worth mentioning is the fact that the Chargers are good at finding these undrafted running backs. Yeah, because that's how they found Austin Eckler. This is how Austin Eckler made the squad. 
That's he true. He was undrafted, and he balled out in the preseason, and that's how he made the team, and he's worked his way up. So, you know, this kid's kind of following the same path. Like, we are not by any means calling him the next Austin Eckler. No, Eckler's. of course not. But, you know, to have six carries, two touchdowns, and, only, and 92 rushing yards, like, that's impressive. Right. Yes, it was against the third and fourth stringers, and it also said something when the next day they cut Larry Roundtree, oh, who, he, who right. he's competing with. That's right. So, you know, they instantly they liked what they see. Like, I, he needs to do it again. Like, he needs to he needs to ball out the whole preseason because this kid's he's he's a roster bubble guy. Exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. got to do the other things right. You know, pass and block and, and special teams. And even if he does all those things right, you're still not guaranteed. If anything, that's the hardest part. I think this guy's basically fighting for his job every week. But yeah. yeah, it was just kind of cool to see. It's resp- yeah, guy's stocks respect, up. Dude. And you hundred like even if he makes the team. He has no business being on your redraft roster. Oh, hell no. Absolutely no. not. Unless Eckler goes down, Kelly goes down, and Isaiah Spiller goes down, then you put him on your roster. Or he could be <laughs> that guy that ATC told you about. Yes. And you draft you him heard and it you're here like, first. <laughs> I told everyone. Yeah. Spend your first round pick on him. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. But, from, God, but for that. our dynasty players, like, yeah. like comb your waiver wire, comb your waiver spot. You know, if you have room on your taxi squad, go grab and throw on your taxi squad. That's true. You don't true. know. Take a shot. You right? never know. You should always be cycling through players. Like, in my head, like, there's always one roster spot that I've got a guy where I could just cut that guy loose and pick up the next guy. Yeah. That's, like, the, be- that's the beauty of a yep. dynasty, bro. Stay ahead of your opponents. Exactly. Uh, let's get to some stock down now, boys. Greg the Leg Dulcich. This makes me very dude, upset. You just call Come everybody on, Greg. that has Greg as the first name, know, their rad. middle name, the Leg. Yeah, it's <laughs> rad. a tight end. Who cares? <laughs> uh, this one makes me super sad because we uh, just recently had a dynasty draft, and I drafted him with full confidence in that he would be week one starter. And then D turns to me and he goes, "You didn't hear the news?" And no, I, <laughs> I just did let not, you do dude. it, bro. <laughs> yeah. D, would you like to fill us in on the news, bro? So apparently, Adam Troutman. So Adam Troutman is a tight end. He yep. plays American football. <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam Troutman is actually listed as a starter on the depth chart ahead of Greg Dulcich. Yep, that's. And I, then and then you're thinking, we, oh, like depth chart preseason doesn't fucking matter. Like, well, then the the starters played in their preseason game, and then who was out there with the starters? Yeah, and I will say this Not is Greg the This yes. is why it matters at least a little bit. I still think Greg's the guy, but for those that don't know, Troutman has Peyton ties. Yes, so Peyton may be Saints. playing favorites, which is bullshit. Which that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> we know that son of the bitch. Yeah, definitely playing favorites, yeah we bro. do. Yeah, fuck that. And Troutman got targets. Yeah, he did. Uh, of yeah, course, he did. He got balls thrown his way. First drive, you're throwing it to this guy. I love yeah. that. He's not open. Do it yeah. or you're fired. Greg Dulcich is my joker. Get a bounty on your fucking head. Greg Dulcich is my joker. Well, jokes on you, fantasy fans. <laughs> yeah, fucker. Piece of shit. Uh, that said, let's not panic. Yeah, agreed. but it's a situation to watch. Definitely, I think it That's is a situation one. to watch. Yeah, yeah week I mean, one preseason. Greg's clearly the most talented tight end there, dude. So I'm as a now dynasty. <laughs> if you're not the Greg favorite. Dulcich owner, <laughs> uh, I'm not too worried about it. But like you guys mentioned, definitely worth monitoring a little bit. Yeah. Uh, moving along, guys. Stock down. We're gonna do a group one here. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone caught the rookie quarterbacks in action this lack last weekend but they looked like dog shit yes uh let's let me be let us be more specific the first round rookie quarterbacks yeah because there are actually rookie quarterbacks that balled out the the guys that mattered uh this past draft look like shit uh bryce we're talking anthony richardson we're talking cj stroud all look terrible in their debuts i guess if i had to choose one guy that looked the best just based off of pure pocket presence it was bryce yeah i think i think i I watched all uh the debuts i think Stroud and Richardson have a long way to go, yes. especially Richardson. Bryce definitely had the composure and poise of a vet almost, but right. he definitely it has looked like, a while to go It as looked well. like his O-line Yeah, I was going to say his O-line down. looks terrible CJ, as well. <laughs> CJ, just like the scouting report said, could not get past his first read. Yeah, as soon as dude, he could not, dude. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, shit. And, and, and neither could AR. <laughs> AR is yeah. a one-read quarterback right now, too. So let's just go through these stats really fast, guys. Bryce, four for six, 21 yards in a sack. CJ Stroud, two for four, 12 yards and a pick. Anthony Richardson, 7 for 12, 67 yards, 
pick and five on the ground. Let's go. Yikes. Winner, 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 chicken dinner, baby. <laughs> that's that's rough. Uh, it is only week one, guys. Yeah, Let's not overreact one. here. Um, we're definitely not declaring them busts, and we have to continuously remind them ourselves that they are rookie QBs. But with that said, you know, we, we don't want these guys in redraft. Dynasty, if you drafted them already, you might have already had your Dynasty draft. Good luck. Yeah, I hope this uh, this small sample size isn't in a larger indication of things to come. Uh, I don't think it will be. I think they all have talent. Buy low, talent. buy low, <laughs> <laughs> buy low. Uh, but yeah, definitely stay away these guys away from these guys and redraft. They have no business. Just from an roster. NFL standpoint, like this is just a reminder to me how much harder the NFL is. Dude. Oh yeah, because all all three of these guys. I guess sorry, CJ, CJ and Bryce, like dominated at the college level. And to think, like, their first actual NFL action and they've looked fucking lost. Like, to me, like, that just shows you how much faster and how much more complex the NFL game is, dude. Like, they're, these guys are going to need time. They're going to just need time to adjust. Yeah. And I think a lot of that probably is first game jitters, too. But still, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head, dude. This is like, it's like jumping from single A to the major leagues, dude. Pretty much. Yeah. So good luck with like, that. Like there's bro. always talk of like, oh, can Alabama beat the worst NFL no, team? No, fuck no. no. They yeah. probably won't even score. Yeah. <laughs> they won't even score against who's the worst team? Who's the Bears? Yeah. Yeah. There's the Bears. Justin Fields would light them the fuck up. Oh, dude. A hundred percent. Remember when the Lions were bad, they would say that shit against the Lions. <laughs> even the O and sixteen Lions would light the best Agreed, Alabama dude. team up. Yeah. Totally uh, even with the stock down of the rookie QBs, though, guys, we did have some breaking news. Was it today? Today. All right. AR Anthony Richardson was announced as the starting QB for the Colts for week one. You got balls, kid. <laughs> yeah. I like balls. You're hired. <laughs> what do you think led to that decision? I think they like because they he's saw? clearly not better than Gardner Minshew at this stage of his career. So. <laughs> so I don't know. Okay, so I, I, I think they I can't liked. Figure it out. So I think they liked. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It was a two minute drill right before. It was like a training camp. That was in camp. Is that in camp? I oh yeah, he didn't do shit oh, in the he, game, dude. Oh, okay, then maybe yeah. that's it. Training camp. There you go. <laughs> you know, there's flashes, dude. I mean, he's got he's got the biggest arm. There's flashes. He has a huge arm, and I will say this. I've touched on it before. If you listen to the guy in interviews, it sounds like he's got great character. His yes. teammates love him. His coaches love him. And you look for that. You look for those qualities in a quarterback. So, just from a pure NFL standpoint, I think maybe that maybe had a, something to do with it. But you know, from a talent standpoint, I'm still kind of just scratching my head a little bit. But I don't know. I was reminded today that he wasn't good in college. So why <laughs> why did I think why why do we think he's going to be good in the pros? <laughs> yes, I love how that reminder came yeah. in your mind, dude. It's like, oh shit, we're right. Yep. Yeah. Stock down. <laughs> well, best of luck to you, AR, and best of luck to all the rookie QBs this season. Let's get into our bold prediction, guys. We each have two we want to get to each. Do I'll let you lead things off. Yeah, and let me just pref- pref- preface this. When we say bold, we mean bold. Oh, yeah, real bold. Like, by no means do I – I mean, by no means do I think this is going to happen. Like 0.01% chance yes, of happening, most likely. But for the sake of having a little fun with this, like – like yeah, like there's a possibility. This is a shot in the dark. Yep. You know. Yep. But, and if I hit, I fucking told you so. <laughs> That's right, baby. No but better feeling. My first bold prediction is going to be that Jameer Gibbs, rookie running back for the Lions, is going to outscore Bijan Robinson in fantasy points this year. That's probably the boldest one we have. Just as a <laughs> bolder than my, out there. bolder than my other one. <laughs> That's ballsy. It's <laughs> pretty bold. Well. All the hype is around Bijan, right? He's been the most hyped running back since Saquon, and it seems like he landed in a great situation with a young offense, a good O-line, a very, very run-heavy head coach, and no quarterback. And Brees, or not Brees, Bijan is the do-it-all running back who's been making defenders look silly in camp, and he's easily a strong bet to be a top-five draft pick this year, in whether it's standard, half PPR, or full PPR. But let's not sleep on Jameer Gibbs. You know, during the scouting process, like if Bijan was the one, like a lot of people were calling Gibbs the one A. And don't forget the Lions traded up for him and they've been super vocal in getting him involved in multiple ways. And even though he's undersized, he's got that lightning quickness, that elusiveness. He's got great hands and he's got shades of Jamal Charles written all over him. He's taken on that swift role in the offense and then some. They've been lining him up in the slot. 
And then the reports are he's been nearly uncoverable in camp. They had a inter-squad inter scrimmage against the Giants. He caught multiple long touchdown passes against them. And he already flashes a pass catcher in his, their first preseason game. Even with David Montgomery um, there, I still believe that Gibbs is going to be such a prominent pass catcher on a high-scoring offense that ultimately, from a PPR standpoint, like he can outscore B. John Robinson in fantasy points this season. If he catches, what, 70 balls for, what, 600 yards, not to mention his rushing upside and maybe score 10 touchdowns, there's a chance. There's always a chance. Dude. Bold. I mean, yeah, these are bold predictions. Likelihood? No. No. But it, it, bold. It is, it is fascinating to think about, though, because I can – I don't want to say see it, but – Because the talent's there. Yeah, the talent's there, and like Dee alluded to – they are utilizing him in so many different roles. And I've seen that footage of him burning the Giants defenders. And I've seen footage of him burning his own teammates. Yeah. And damn, dude, is it enticing to maybe want to pick him in a redraft. But to outscore Bijan, who's on a run first team, well, he is third on the depth chart, so who knows? <laughs> exactly, dude. It's going to be quite easy to outscore somebody who scores zero, dude. <laughs> yeah. But and let's, and let's not forget, too, that he is on our run first team, which is great. But that run first philosophy doesn't translate to a lot of pass catching for that running back. Yes. So, yes, Bijan may get, what, 1,500 rushing yards, but he might only end up with, like, what, 30 catches? Where you where there's a realm of possibility that Gibbs can hit, what, 80, 90, 100 catches? I mean, CMC mm. does it. Eckler's does it. catches. I mean, I hundreds is a switch, but I'd what, see seven, 70, se 70. But even 70 is a lot. That's what I'm saying. For a running back, dude. 70 for 700. Not not to mention any of his rushing work. That's 140 points. You know, not to mention any touch. Yeah, yeah, the rushing work and the pass catching. It's, it's bold, it's, dude. It's bold for it's a bold, reason. Dude. I yeah, like it. It's bold Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, but possible. Balls. Like you said. I like balls. And again... <laughs> Bijan's third on the depth chart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, he's third on the depth chart, yeah. dude. Like, he couldn't even get a run in the fourth quarter. Wow, like, dude. Very unimpressive at this point. Unbelievable, bro. But for I some mean, reason, nobody wants to trade him. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. Frank, you want to get to your guy, dude? Yeah. Or one of your guys? Even bolder. <laughs> even bolder than the last one. Yeah. Michael Thomas. My bold take. Let My me chug this real quick. Yep, yep. <laughs> hey, this is bold, baby. Yeah, yeah. This is as bold as it gets. Yeah. Michael Thomas regains his pre-injury form, becomes Derek Carr's favorite target, the New Orleans' new Devontae Adams, and after three years of letting us down as fantasy owners, he's <laughs> That's all I need to hear, dude. <laughs> yeah. Pre-injury form. Let me go grab a newspaper to figure yeah. out what he needs to do, dude. I'm that fucking guy that's always like, man, this is the year Michael Thomas comes back. And yeah. I've drafted him every single year since his big year. At least you admit that. that oh, you're 100%. Self -admitting Michael and I Thomas did it lottery. again this year in our Dynasty League. Yeah. You so, need to get his jersey, bro. Fuck, I would. I'd hang it in here. <laughs> bro, come so, to camp with me on Friday, bro. You get, you get to see your boy. Yeah, fucking work, dude. Don't oh, sick, up. dude. So he's finally healthy. He's not on the pop on the pup. He played in the preseason. He played the entire first drive, which was a 12-play, 80-yard touchdown score, and he had two targets for 12 yards. Doesn't look like much on the surface, right? But after last year, he put up three touchdowns, 22 targets, 171 yards. It's This is a bold prediction. We just need this guy to stay healthy. And enter Derek Carr, who is notoriously known for locking onto his favorite targets. Fuck, why not? Why not, Derek? Why not Michael Thomas coming back? You know? Because I mean, it's Michael Thomas. Dude. I know. I know. That's why this is a bold take. So all the other receivers are currently hurt except for Chris Olave. They all have fucking groin injuries somehow. They have the same damn groin injury. Yeah. <laughs> They're the Angels, dude. <laughs> yeah. They all have injuries. So, I mean, this team isn't going to be very good. They're going to be playing from behind. And Derek Carr, all he's ever done historically They're, is throw the fuck. They're ball. probably winning that division, bro. Which, what they're gonna win that? They're division gonna win it at, at six at and a, nine, dude. A, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, none of those teams in this division are any good, and more often than not, they're gonna be from coming from behind. I agree. So, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. Bold take that he finishes top ten. Okay, that was wow. my that was my question to you. That's like the bold how bold take. were you? That's, gonna that's very bold. When you say yeah. regain his form, like we've seen 
we've seen the, the top of the mountain. Very bold. Very yes. bold. <laughs> top ten. Top ten. Gosh, you were. Why not, man? Fuck it. You Let got the Mike balls, Tom- bro. Let the Mike Thomas train hype start here. How old is he now? He's 20, 29, 30? Yeah, 29. No, he's 30. He's, he's 30. 30s. Yeah, I mean, that's 30s, bold, dude. 30s, not a 30? You, they could still do it at 30. Oh, yeah. They can still do it at 30. Yeah. They got like a few years left at 30. Again, bold. I like it, dude. <laughs> okay. What well, do you guys think? Uh, I mean. Nope. He's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to quickly sum it up, definitely not, but. I like no, it. There's a chance. It's bold for a reason. Top, top 10. 10. Top no 10. Way. No, no way. No way. Top 10, baby. Top 10. No way. But he could be a wide receiver, he wins, too. He he hit. If he be, is a top 10 receiver, I win both fucking dynasty leagues this year. No, you don't. If he is. Mm. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, you mm-hmm. do not. You got JT in both of those leagues, and he yes. ain't going to play his fucking snap. <laughs> so Dude, you, you ain't draft the shit. same players every year. <laughs> How is that possible? I don't know. I don't know if I Jonathan I'm... Taylor fell to me in the second round. I couldn't pass that up. The only other option I was going to take was Devonta Smith there. So, I, I went with the running back. I don't know if I'm more concerned or impressed that Sober Frank drafted the same team as Blacked Out Frank. <laughs> yes, like that's right. 2 or 3 years later. <laughs> that is kind of impressive. That I'm is. not going to lie. Nice. Well, we'll see what happens, dude, with Michael Thomas. And funny enough, uh getting to my bold prediction has to do with his running mate, Chris Olave. Yes. Hmm. I think nice. Chris Olave, bold prediction, will finish as a top 12 wideout this That's season. That's not a fucking bold prediction. That's pretty bold. Don't we have Chris Olave as well? No. As we have him in the top 20. This is the least bold. Okay. This is the least bold, probably. Okay. But it's still bold. So think Michael of all the Thomas wide receivers. Bold. Think of all the wide receivers Chris Olave is going to have to jump. Broken Michael To get Thomas. a wide receiver one finish, dude. Is what I'm saying. You know what? Like. A lot of the talk has been, it's how him he's ba- he actually outproduced like Garrett Wilson. Yes, you know. So for all the talk and all the hype that Garrett Wilson got, like he went like punch a lot punch of with a him. lot of that production came early in the season though. So basically, what I'm saying with Chris Olave is there's a lot of question marks on this team regarding the offense. We've already alluded to it. Michael Michael Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> yes, we don't know how many games he's going to play. Alvin Kamara. We don't know if. Another misdemeanor is in the works here coming up. It's coming down the pipe, baby. Yeah. yeah. We just don't know. But if I was a betty man, and I am not, self-admittedly, uh, I would bet that out of all the offensive weapons in New Orleans, Olave is primed for the most success. Do you agree or disagree? Agree. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. And it's not very bold. It is bold. Chris Olave finished as the 25th best Wide receiver last year in PPR formats. So to jump from a 25 to top 12, that's bold, dude. We have said historically on the show that Chris Olave is what he is. He's a floor-solid wide receiver two okay. player. All so right, now I'm right. saying he's going to be an elite wide receiver one. At least, maybe well, not elite. High-end two. High-end yeah. okay. high two, low-end one. All okay, right. That's all I'm saying. But like D said, I agree. This is probably the least bold of all our bolts. Uh, Just say he's going to finish top five, and then I'll give it to make you. Make it bold, bro. Okay. Let's say top eight. Okay, here okay. we go. Now That's tell what me I'm why. talking about. Top eight, baby. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, so as Frank, you already alluded to as well, the wide receiver room over there is trash. I I looked up the depth chart. I couldn't even pronounce their names, let alone tell you who Shahid they are. Shahid Rashid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and now they have Derek Carr there, right? An improved QB situation from last year who loves to throw the deep ball to a player in Chris Lave who New Orleans sends on the deep routes. Yes. So he does. I like that situation unfolding to be. Uh, if Thomas is limited in any way whatsoever, which we all know he will be, he will be. If Alvin Kamara punches another dude or whatever <laughs> he decides to do, which he might, he might. You never know. Uh, I definitely like Olave to finish as the now top eight wide receiver. Ooh, okay, here we go. Hold. Like He's going to get the opportunities. He has a better quarterback. Let's make it happen. I mean, it just, I think it depends if he's going to be Derek Carr's guy. I think he is. I think reports out of camp right now are saying that he looks the best out of the wide receiver room. I buy that. I, I also, mean, I he's hope the youngest. so. Yeah. He's Mike the Thomas youngest. has what? Two bad feet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he also, uh, I guess Derek Carr has taken a liking to him early on. So he's kind of taking him under his wing, doing some side sessions with him. So you like to hear that. But yeah. Let's make it top eight. Fuck it. Bold. Chris Olave, like top eight. I like it. All right. Actually, let's go further, dude. 
He'll finish as the sixth best wide receiver this year. Wow. Let's ride. Let's go. Getting, okay. Now you're just insane. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Let dude. it rip, baby. That's pretty damn bold. I love the way you're talking to me. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Brady. Okay, that was bolder. Now hold my beer. <laughs> my second bold prediction, Tua Tagovailoa will stay healthy this year. <laughs> This is the boldest. I can't of the even bold. finish this. He will stay healthy this year and finish as a top five fantasy quarterback this season. Bold as it fucking gets, ladies and gentlemen. There was a point last season where Tua was playing so well that NFL pundits were actually questioning whether he was a better quarterback than Justin Herbert. And all of those pundits were fired from ESPN. <laughs> shortly this is after very that. true. Well, the best part was they played each other. And Tua didn't do shit, yep. and Herbert balled the fuck out. That's right. Did I go to that game with you? Yeah, we went together. Yeah. Hell yeah, that was tight. That was a dope um, When he is healthy and his head is right, Tua has actually proven to be a pretty <laughs> solid quarterback. I mean, we can't deny I can't that, even listen to this guy bro, talk. <laughs> we can't deny that monster 470-yard six-touchdown game he had. You're right. Against the Ravens. Phenomenal. Like To me, it's like, okay, there's no scrub on the face of the NFL that can do something like that. Like it takes a special quarterback to put up those kind of numbers against a team that good. So to me, he showed us his ceiling and his showed me his ceiling could potentially be with the best of the best of them. And it also showed how potent his offense offensive system could truly be. He also actually had three other, he also had three top five finishes before week 11. He's got the right head coach. He's, Arguably got the two most dangerous wide receivers in the league with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell. He just, they just added an electric pass catching rookie running back in a chain word is he's put on a lot of muscle this off season. He's been doing jujitsu apparently to help him train and avoid getting taken down or whatever the fuck that's going to help him with. <laughs> but, but, and this, this is a, a huge, this is a big if dude, massive if, if the dude can stop getting concussed and stay healthy and quit hitting his damn head against the ground. Like, in the multiverse, there's a world that he could put up Burrow and Herbo-type numbers and finish as a top-five quarterback. I mean, this is a bold prediction. This is a bold prediction. This is bold. Yeah. Okay. This is bold. Like, just take just take unconcussed, confident, normal to a... Go bigger, bro. Through do, 17 do games. Do top three. Top no, three. I'm, not fucking, <laughs> I'm not stupid. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. But... I mean, when I say top five, like you're gonna expect those those dual threat quarterbacks to, and yes. Patrick Mahomes to round out the top three. But now we're talking Burrow, we're talking Herbo. Herbo. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where they sit. Maybe number four, number five. And he's you know, he's actually he's actually in the same draft class. Like there's a world where like if he stays healthy, he could throw for over four thousand yards and thirty plus touchdowns. But that's not top five numbers. Those are top ten, but that's where that's where Burrow sits, dude. I mean, I'm I'm kind of lowballing it when I just say four thousand. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, because both Burrow had forty seven and like thirty six touchdowns or he's something. He's just saying baseline, dude. Yeah, baseline. Okay, I got yeah. you. I mean, I can't argue with this because you presented all of the red flags that I would be concerned about. Like, yeah, this is as bold as it gets. I'm with you. Fuck yeah. it. I don't see it. I don't because he won't say healthy. <laughs> It's a bold prediction, but it's bold, I, I agree with D. Like this is as bold as it gets. I mean, but there was a point last year, like because we saw him get what two years yeah. the, the year before he got concussed. Whatever, everyone gets concussed, right? But, but there's then it there's again and yes, again. But what? But what were you? Th- what were you thinking before it happened again? And he missed multiple games. Like when you saw that Ravens game, I was like, "What the fuck?" I had yes. no idea this kid had it in him. Like holy shit! Like I did not know he had that in him. And I then agree. he went out and he did it again. Not to that scale, but he finished as like the number two quarterback right. a couple weeks later. And I was like, oh shit, is two of something? Like he finished, he was a top five quarterback three weeks in a row. I think he was like number two, number three, number right. five. And yeah. he threw three touchdowns every single game. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like with those with those receivers and this offensive scheme, like, like this kid might be something. And then he got his bell rung. Yeah, again and he was not right since dude he wasn't right the offense wasn't right i mean it's gonna take an off season but if he could stay healthy it's bold it's bold so before his injury he was week two qb2 week eight qb1 week nine qb4 week 10 qb3 so 
I mean, yeah. you want to hear something crazy? That's more top five finishes than Justin Herbert had all last year. Yeah, I believe it. I don't want to hear that, dude, as a new Herbie dynasty owner. But thank you. 40, 29, 24, 23. So that's impressive. I mean, again, all it takes is one. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're right. But put all your, it put, takes is but one, But put baby. yourself back to last year, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, at least I was. Like, you put me on notice. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, this, this might work. Like, there might be something here. And then he's got his bell rung again. And then. Yeah. Poor yeah. guy, dude. Those I, were tough. He, he, he really Mac Jones these injuries, though, dude. <laughs> like. He what? I can't say that. This guy looked like he. Yes, I can, dude. Mac (laughs) Jones. Okay, Mac Jones. That him getting carried off and screaming in pain was like a little (laughs) like Paul Pierce like. Okay, like we get it, dude. Get the wheelchair. We understand. You shit your pants. But how can how can an athlete of that? Tua was on the field, like like thrown around like a rag doll, like that. Like it's like again, Tua. Like come on, bro. He's small, bro. Yes, they got some, they got some big it's dudes like coming after that guy. It. But he's, he's not like Kyler Murray small. Like he's pretty small. He's, dude. Isn't he smaller than Kyler Murray? No. Yeah, I don't. Think I don't he's think smaller. so. Kyler think Murray also stockier. runs around. Yeah, Kyler Murray is stocky. Yeah, he's a stocky kid, but I don't know if he's yeah small. It's bold. It's bold. Yeah, Frank, what's your next one? Okay, my next one is we're gonna stick around in Miami. Devin A. Chain. Takes over the backfield in Miami. I like it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> After the slew of injuries, absolutely wipe out every other running back there. That's not okay. bold, dude. <laughs> yep. You know what? This might be the least bold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this style of offense and play calling is perfect. It's a perfect storm for Devin A-Chain. Like, all we need to happen is everybody else in the running back room to get hurt and fantasy destiny to take over. Which is likely. By week five, I predict this guy will be the unquestioned starter in Miami. I like that specifics. Week five. Okay. Unquestioned starter in your fantasy lineup. Dude, you know what we should do? And you heard it here first. Devin A-Chain. We need to put this on like a, yeah, a board. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say a board. Top 15 finish for the season. Okay. Realistic. That's. Go bolder. Yeah. Top <laughs> go 10. Go bigger. Top, top 10. There you oh, go. God. You have it. Let's yeah. go. Right behind my next guy. like my, my ninth round startup pick right there, I mean, dude. like, what do you... I just... It sucks because we're betting for everybody else to get hurt. <laughs> but yeah, I think I it can think, work. I, I don't think they're going to need to get hurt, bro. Honestly, yeah, he had a good game. I Dude, guess I mean I'll by tell, I'll tell you what the though. other guys just need to get out of the way is what mm-hmm. I mean. I'll tell you what though, man. Like he's going to find himself included in that hurt room if he keeps running through the tackles. They need to find a way to get into the outside. That's to utilize the speed. I watched so many times during that preseason game. He just wanted to be a north south runner. Really, like he was in college. And I'm yeah. sorry, bro. You're too small. These dudes are too big at One, this level. 187. Five You're going to be sitting right next to Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert, <laughs> and fucking whoever else is on I that I think squad. that was more... Miles Gaskin, too. I didn't realize Miles Gaskin <laughs> was still there, too. Miles Gaskin got freaking time in the preseason game. Yeah. I dropped that guy like a year ago. Dude, oh fuck Miles Gaskin. I, I wasted so many picks on him last year. But I think to, to that point, Brady, I think that was just more of... It being the preseason, yeah. and they're not actually showing their cards and how they're going to use them. Yeah, he ended up right. with four catches. Yeah, yeah as yeah. well. So yeah, I'm not worried about the pass catching ability. I'm just worried about you know if you because his mentality is like I said in call. If you watch him in college, he's a north south runner. Yeah, he wants to get in between the tackles. And then what all I'm saying yeah, is cut and go. Yeah, that's not going to work at this level at his you know size. size. Yeah, he's going to get murdered, dude. So I don't know, but the, yeah, the pass catching is definitely a plus for him. I, I hope like you're it, right, man. Frank. Yeah, I hope you're right too, man. I but honestly think, no bullshit, this one could hit. Hmm. I think this one could hit. Fuck yeah, dude. Because <laughs> God knows Michael Thomas ain't. <laughs> <laughs> he might, dude. You never know. <clears throat> I love that. What do you got, Brady? All right, man. I'll round it out here with my last bold prediction, and that is Travis Etienne will finish as a top five fantasy back. How do you pronounce that guy's last name? Etienne. Etienne. Okay. I've never even cared to look that up. I think I said Etienne. Etienne, Etienne. Yeah. Don't matter. Tomatoes, tomatoes. Yep. Uh, So after missing his rookie year, Etienne showed why the Jacks took him in the draft a couple years back. Uh, He had an up and down campaign for the most part, uh, but he did, I think, in my estimation, showed more promise than worry. D, what do you think? You You have him as a dynasty back, right? I do. And top five? 
Yeah. Let me finish out, dude. Uh, so uh, he now returns to an improved Jags offense that is expected to make further strides this year. I think he was a bit unlucky in the touchdown department last year. He only scored five touchdowns. I think that's definitely um, obviously not ideal, but I think this year, I mean, you can go up for that for sure, especially playing in the division that he's plays in. It's a shit division. They're going to be banging up on teams. They are favored to win that division. So I can see some games where they're just blowing out teams and they just let him run the rock and go crazy. And I, I don't think it's, you know, past the realm of possibility to see, like I said, the touchdowns go up, the catches go up, the rushing yards go up. I can see everything go up. They did add Tank Bigsby. Tank, everything I'm hearing <laughs> is Tank is a worry, but I don't buy it, dude. Really? ETN's the most talented back there far and away, and it's not even close. I do agree with that. I do agree with that. I mean, if anything, Tank Tank's going to be just a dry spell guy, dude. He's going to come in and, you know, a dry spell guy <laughs> <laughs> and take up yards, dude, for one fucking ETN's gonna dried spell up, bro. Him, dude? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Did each of you, I mean, did each of you instantly think to, of a dry spell girl? No. Like a slump buster? Like we all had a slump oh, buster because that's basically what I heard in Tank. What you, that's basically what I heard you call Tank Tank Bigsby. Dude. His slump buster. He comes in, he busts slumps for people. <laughs> I mean, he might be, dude. Who knows? Like, oh god. All right, Tank, get in there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's I, enough. That's enough. <laughs> it's it's bold, but he's still young. He's only twenty four. He has the talent, and like I said, I think it's only up from here. Ah. Uh, I wish you got to remember right. he's got, he's got right. fresh legs, dude. He only played one year. He does have fresh legs. He's got fresh legs, he baby. Could be the biggest home run hitter from the running back yes. position in the NFL. Yes. That is his calling card. His game speed is his second game to none. speed. But home run hitter. There's a lot. Where did he go to college? Tank spell, baby. <laughs> Clemson, bro. Clemson. That's what yes. I was like. I, I remember watching what were you him gonna in say? college. No, I I didn't even have a. Co- I was no, trying no, to remember no, where no. I saw. Come on, dude. I what were you gonna say? I don't like. I don't like the tank, dude. That's that's my concern with this. Now, let's say Tank tears his ACL week one, and this guy gets the backfield again. Then I'm like, okay, like there could be something here. Like, yes, five touchdowns is not a lot. He dropped a couple touchdowns in the end zone. Yep. And then there were games where he was kind of banged up, so they were taking him out. That's my concern, dude. I don't think his body can handle the workload that it would take to get the top five. That's fair. But Damn. It's bold for a reason. It's yep. bold. It's bold. Let's it's get bold. it. Um, so we're growing yeah, as a we podcast are. and we reached out to some people, you know, and we actually got enough questions to have a little mailbag session. Nice. And we're looking pretty good on, on time. No you guys want to, you guys want to see some of these questions? Let's, let's let them rip. I okay. can't fucking wait to hear these. All right. So here's a question from Asian Brian 69. Okay. <laughs> he says, I'm having a difficult time getting people to trade with me. <laughs> How do I get people to stop being scared of trading with me? Mm. Okay, so this is a tricky one. This is a whole what have you done for me last time thing. Well, Brian, every trade you've put out, you've basically tried to rape people. So maybe start giving some offers that aren't complete dog shit. Maybe yes. people will take you seriously. Right? I would say the approach of the trade also matters in my opinion. I agree. Negotiation like I, tactics yes. are everything. I come in, right. I you know, if I'm going to trade with somebody, I try to approach with more of a, hey, I'm interested in this. Like, w- what are your thoughts? Like, what are you looking at? Just you kind of get a feel of like what they want. I don't come in with a mindset of like, I'm going to take this player from you. Yeah. Yes. And just try not to think everyone else is dumber than you. Because most of the time, you're not the smartest guy in the room. Assuming... Asian Brian 69, because I don't know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I Brady, what do you think? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you, D. I think uh, trading is an art, bro. You're literally negotiating. And when you come in hot and ready to rock and just thinking that you're going to fucking steamroll people, that's that's going to rub people the wrong way, bro. And they're not going to want to do business with you, bro. And so. here's another thing too, dude. Like, yes, everybody wants to win the trade, 
But you can't just think about what the trade's going to do for you. Uh, of course not. Like, I'm always thinking about, okay, if I make this trade, like, what does that do to this person? Exactly. Okay, if I take this player away from him, I like, think there's I, no way he's going to say no to that yeah. or say yes to that. I think I mentioned that briefly regarding our Kyle Pitts trade talks, dude. I was like, okay, yes, he's offering a lot, but if for some miracle Kyle Pitts hits on D's team, looking at D's team, there's no way I could have that. So, yes, definitely look at both angles. Okay. So here's another um, question. This one's coming from Commander Dameron. In redraft, at what point in the first round do the wide receivers start coming off the board? I think this year, It's going to be as early as one. three, two, one. I was going to say one. One, two, three. I think we saw it um, in our Dynasty draft this past weekend. It was pretty uh, heavy QB first round. And then wide receiver straight after that. And the only reason why I was QB first round is because we were in a super flex format league. I think if, if it was just a regular. Jefferson went four. No, I understand that. I'm just saying, uh, though, like in a regular redraft league, you're not going to see QBs go first round. No. Nope. Right. You're just going to see the wide receivers. I, like I said, I think this year and I think moving forward with the way the league is trending, you're going to see wide receivers go like you guys said, one, two, three. They're going to run. Running backs are going to. Yeah. Running backs are going to take a back seat. And then, as always, you can find value at a quarterback position in the later rounds, as well as tight end. That's that's what I think, early rounds for wide receiver. Yeah, I think in a PPR format, you could take Justin Jefferson with the first pick. Easy. And Easy. I would, I'd be shocked I if he doesn't crazy. go one overall in ours, to be honest. Yeah, you can take him with the 1-1. I expect running backs to go, but 1-2-3, so J.J. will probably go fourth, most likely. Fourth overall? So I think the latest Eckler, the latest CMC. he should go is three. The latest Justin Jefferson should go is three. Justin Jefferson or Bijan Robinson? I'd probably go Justin Jefferson. Okay. Over You're Bijan. a fucking liar. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm taking Bijan. Cause I, I mean, don't. you can have that third on the depth chart, baby. Yeah. I have it all day. You know what? Actually, <laughs> I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. I'm taking Jameer Gibbs. Oh, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. That's bold, Love baby. That's bold. That's what I like to hear. Jameer Gibbs first round reject. <laughs> well, there you go, uh, Commander Dameron. Take him first overall in your fantasy football leagues. Okay. Um, let's do one more. Yep. This one's from the thickness. What is the biggest reach you've ever had in fantasy football? I've got one. Melvin Gordon, his rookie year, when he scored no touchdowns, and I took him in the first round. No. In our redraft league? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's pretty bad. That was the worst team I've ever had. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So when we th- when we think of reach, do you think like going into the draft and then you overdrafted him where, you ex- where he was expected to draft, or are you thinking that you drafted him at this position and he so underperformed? Hmm. Because it sounds like so, like I wouldn't consider yours a reach if the expectation was he was going to go in the first round. More so, like a bust. He busted. Yeah, you see what I mean. I can't remember what the expectation was, but when I look back at it, it just seems like a massive reach to me. Like, what was I thinking taking that guy in the first round? Mm -hmm. But maybe that's where he was mapped out. Right. You know. I think I had to reach for No. Sean Moreno in the third round. (laughs) That's a fucking reach. One year? Yeah. But then he ended up being the third best running back that year yeah. in fantasy. Yeah. So you made us look silly, dude. Yep. Yeah, I don't even did. think it was the third round. I think it was like fifth. The fifth. I dude, don't think I had sixth. a running back yet because I stacked everything else. Yeah. Was this a question for redraft or did it specify? It didn't. Okay. So I this is easy. The, it's Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is the answer <laughs> for me. <laughs> I drafted him based off pure hype in Dynasty Startup and it's looked terrible, dude. I think Love I drafted it. him. See, that's a bust. Early third? That's I a think bust. I did QB, one, two, and then, yeah, drafted him early third. And, yeah, it's gone poorly, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a bust, though. Huh? That's a bust. No, that's a reach, man, because he had no – he was he was – he was a rookie, dude. But he was an incoming rookie. But he had in no di- tape. But in Dynasty, isn't that the time when you would draft a, I guess, a younger guy? I guess so. With higher dude. upside? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's fair, but like. I guess I'm trying to give you credit. Maybe it's not as bad as you think. It's. Even yeah. though it looks terrible now. It looks bad, dude. <laughs> it looks real bad. <laughs> but that's definitely it for sure. So we just got one more from producer Dave. Miami he sa- Dave. He says, How do you plan on. S- 
fuck you, Dave. How do you plan on stopping the reigning, defending, <laughs> undisputed champion from repeating this year? Oh, God. Well, Shit, man. Well, my answer to that is simple. I will make the finals and beat you again. Nice. Damn, if, D made, or if Dave made the finals again, that'd be impressive. Although that rarely happens. It's not easy to repeat in fantasy. It's not easy to win a ship in fantasy. Yeah, we yeah, you you would know. I you know. know. <laughs> I'm I'm not even going to say anything in this <laughs> conversation cuz I I'm not stopping Dave. I can't even stop my dad, Marcus Hubble, dude. <laughs> Sleeper put out a funny clip today and it was like a guy that like had, like the guy being the only friend that hasn't won the league. It's ass. Is that you, dude? Uh no. There's multiple people that so Redbeard's Beard's never, never won, won. but he's never gonna win. He's never gonna win. You should win, and the like, fact that you I have should. it is like you care. Yeah, I should. Considering the amount, like how much and you I care, have it. and I have not. Oh, I just thought of another one, actually, guys. I, I don't mean to. I'll keep it short, but I think I drafted Eddie Lacy first round when like he was he, on the downside. He got fat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cheeseburger and I was all, I'm going to go with Eddie Lacy, bro. Let's ride. Cheeseburger Eddie, baby. <laughs> I no, think the next year he was with the Alabama Iron, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Yeah. The Birmingham Iron. Yeah, dude. Wow. That's another bad one. That's but, funny. Yeah. Gosh. Hell yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's what we got. Thank what, you guys for listening. What do we got next week? I got to look at the calendar. All right. I don't know yet, man. Cool. But we're chugging right along here at ATC. Yeah. Please don't forget to like, subscribe, leave us a nice review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen. Help us grow this podcast. Or leave us a shitty one. We don't yeah, care. Yeah, we don't care. Or just give us five stars and just talk shit on us. Like yeah, We're, we're cool. good with all of that. We are. Oh, really quick, too. I thought this would be cool. I thought about this. Uh, we are getting so big, we're actually going on tour. We'll be in L.A. Yes. August 26th. <laughs> <laughs> we will be at L.A. August 26th, 26, attending uh fantasy football podcast show for someone else <laughs> yeah but if anyone's out in la august 26th from i don't know i don't even know i can't even think of where that show is right now six to ten o'clock at night come hang out with yeah. us shoot the shit we'll give you a sticker we'll give yeah. you a sticker we'll yeah. Give, yeah. We, we yeah we got yeah. stickers the gang's got stickers the gang's got stickers all right. all right boys let's wrap it up another episode in the books i'll see you boys later later late